Welcome to SEC Fan Talk, the show by SEC fans for SEC fans and your source for all SEC news, stats, scores, and more. Want to be a guest host? Sign up today at secfantalk.com. And now for your hosts, Brandon Bird, Luke Alsup, and Brad Rush. Happy election week there, sports fans. Want to give another shout out to Wes Boker for re-recording that intro. If you need some voiceovers or photography done, Wes Boker is your man. Hit him up at Instagram or Facebook at Wes Boker. That's B-O-W-K-E-R. We have another special guest here this week. Ricky, Florida fan, so um, we're two and two on on the show tonight to Tennessee to Florida, and uh, we'll see how that pans out on the end of the year, right, guys? I'm liking these odds a little bit better. I'm a realist when it comes to a Tennessee fan. Okay, let's be honest. I'm. I, it's not 98 anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As usual. We'll hit a little bit of news, jump into the rankings, or lack thereof in this case. Go over last week's results and this week's games. Oh, I tell you, another week, another exciting um, <laughs> turn of events in the SEC. It's it's crazy how week in and week out we knew it was going to happen, but just as it's happening, you're like, really? You know, how how is this going on? To start off with the news, the biggest piece is going to be Kylan Hill of Mississippi State opting out for the remainder of the season. This is a huge topic on social media right now throughout the SEC. A lot of people calling him selfish. Guys, I'm, I don't think he's selfish. If you're Mississippi State and you're looking as bad as you are, and how can you look worse than Tennessee against Alabama? <laughs> they showed us how. And for his future... He needs to get in on uh, on an NFL field and and uh, get ready for the draft and and hit the combine. He's he's got to do it. Uh, Luke, what do you think about that? Yeah, Brandon, I don't I don't blame the kid at all. I mean, I think it's the exact right decision. I mean, it was a, I mean, that's a no call. I mean, it's it, he had to do it. I mean, what is the point? You know, why's, why would he stick around to a Mississippi State program that might not win another game for the remainder of the season? He's got everything to lose but to con- continuing to play and nothing to gain from it. Not only that, but in Mike Leach's system where they like to run the ball, you know, like four times a game, you know, it was kind of hard for him to uh you know be able to get get they weren't getting him the ball enough in the games that he was playing to show the kind of athletic ability that he has and so he obviously made the right choice in opting out so wish i had the air raid siren teed up right there i'm going to have to put that in that's <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's that's my best rendition of it. Let's let's not do that again. That sounded like maybe a broken <laughs> World War II. Uh, well, Paris is being occupied. Yeah, that's about as good as the air raid offense is. So it stinks that bad. <laughs> Ricky, what's your thoughts on Kylan Hill? 
So uh, Ricky had uh, a power go out down where he's at that's evidently raining pretty hard down there, and he's hoping that they get power back. I do have his picks uh, when this comes back up. He said he was having fun, and it sucks that he lost out. Ricky, I got you, man. We're I got your picks here, and we will take care of it. Uh, he got an invite. He wants to come back. Come on with it. Oh, yeah. Brings us to our next topic. Mac Jones, guys, takes the lead on the Heisman watch uh, with Trevor Lawrence down in the dumps with a little bit of COVID. He is now leading it. Justin Fields, it's hilarious, they say. Uh, the second contender, Justin Fields, what has he played? One Has they played one game or two? And he's all of a sudden, it's like, come, come on, come on, Brad. Oh, talking about Mac Jones? Yeah. The, kid, the kid's the truth. Um, understandably, he should be, I mean, in the conversation for sure. Um, he is by far the best quarterback in the SEC. Um, for sure. I'm trying to pull his stats up here because I was not ready for it. Hold on. Oh, well, I'll tell you, 1,900 yards in the air. Huge, uh, huge numbers. You beat me to it. No, that's right. Um, he, uh, he can spin it. I mean, obviously, he has a real good group of receivers around him, so that obviously all uh, helps him. But truth be told, the uh, um, that was my bad. The uh, that that always helps with the Heisman race when you have a good crew, a good group of guys around you to help you elevate your your stats as well. Um, Fields, that's a joke. I mean, they they always you know ride the Ohio State bandwagon, them Michigan, Notre Dame, all those teams that I hate. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not shocking that he's you know at least in the conversation in my mind leading. We're two for two on segues right here because you hit it with the receivers for Mac Jones. Saw a lot of memes pop up this week talking about Waddle Alabama do without Jalen and Smith showed him what he's going to do. Two games back to back with four touchdown receptions. Oh, uh, he is. Uh, Smith is doing doing a great job, and they are loaded up. It, it kind of hurts Saban uh, not using the shitting out another player line that he does. <laughs> Your number one receiver goes down. Put another one out there. What do you know? On to other news. Um, there are now no, and this is going to jump out of the SEC, but of course it is going to play a part at some point in time. No undefeated teams in the Big 12 now. You got, uh, you know, Pac-12 is starting this weekend. If they can produce a zero-loss conference champ, they may end up in the college football playoff, um, you know, talk at least, at least in the talk. You're looking at AP polls, which we're going to get into in just a minute. Things are just not making sense this year. Um, there's big news, you know, the big news outfits, they're trying to predict bowls already, the college football playoff already and immense, uh, you know, bad rankings. And with two entire months of football left, they're they're trying to make these predictions. It's crazy. We have way too many things uh, that are changing from week in to week out with interconference. Of course, with SEC having that strength of schedule versus everybody else. And who knows? You know, no one expected Wisconsin to be sitting on their butts this week, but they are. Yeah, you got to take COVID into consideration for sure. Every Saturday is a mystery and leading into the rankings of why we still have a number one Clemson. Luke, we're going to start off with you on this one. 
Clemson still number one. It's not by much. It's by two points uh, for the tie for Alabama to be uh, tied up with them. I'm going to run through a little bit of this. Clemson at number one. Alabama still remaining at number two uh, at six and zero. Oh. Ohio State somehow <laughs> jumps up to three. Oh, Notre Dame still sitting at four. <laughs> Your favorite. Georgia bumped down to or remaining in five. Um, Cincinnati moves up. Cincinnati garbage. We'll we'll let Ricky get into Cincinnati once we get done with the top here. Uh, Texas A&M climbing a spot to seven. Florida climbing two spots from ten to eight with their three and one record. Let's not even talk about nine with BYU. Um, <laughs> garbage. Bunch of thirty-five year olds. Let's go ahead and skip down to number 24 for Auburn and uh, slash SEC officials. Uh, Pulling that up. In the (laughs) SEC power rankings, of course, Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, and Florida um, take the top four with Auburn trailing uh, in at fifth on the SEC power rankings. Guys, Clemson, they have to have a fourth quarter comeback a comeback last week and they still hold first place luke let's hear it uh, yeah i i don't understand how they're still number 1 i mean i, I know their their reasoning is is all because of trevor lawrence not being there and i get that i really do but what happens Al- this week if they have to come back and and fight for their spot with Notre Dame or hell if they get beat by Notre Dame what happens this week oh well well if they beat Notre Dame then they're obviously going to remain number one regardless of of what happens um if if they get beat by Notre Dame and it's a close game um I honestly don't think they're gonna drop them that much because I think most of the pollsters are gonna want to see Clemson in the playoffs and um with with Trevor Lawrence there um you know Alabama in my opinion is the clear number one because they're doing what they normally do and it's just another joyless season of murder ball with Alabama you know, it's like, what's the point in even watching the games? I mean, we got lucky with the Alabama Ole Miss game. Uh, that was just a barn burner. Uh, but uh, but to me, Alabama is the clear number one. Um, Clemson, you know, I think they should have dropped down to probably number three. Um, uh, and... Maybe number two, because I still, Ohio State, they've only played two games. Not enough so, data. Yeah, there's not enough data to, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, I understand the logic of, uh, of you know, Clemson retaining that number one spot. I just, I just don't agree with it. I just. Uh, even with Trevor Lawrence, I, I, don't don't get me wrong. Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the country. I don't care what Mac Jones does for the rest of the year. He's no Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's he don't get me wrong. He he's a 
he is a grade A quarterback. But Trevor Lawrence is in a league of his own, you know. Um, but we'll we'll go and, back to uh, last week's uh, add in to the to the old old audible. You stick Clemson in the SEC environment for one year and watch them go running back to the ACC. Oh my God, this is hard. You put a T oh, yeah, on, they, you put it on a T for me, bird. It's, 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 it, you just got to say one thing. It's called ACC. I mean, that's all you got to say, ACC. Now, I understand that Clemson still held the number one spot, a little hiccup in the road. You can say that with the Alabama Ole Miss game, too. That's a little hiccup in the road. Trevor Lawrence is good, but he's not this team. I don't even know who played quarterback for Clemson last week, but he, he threw for 342 yards. That's pretty good, right? No, no interceptions. That's pretty good, right? So, Trevor Lawrence is good. All I got to say is ACC. Mac Jones is much Oh, better. yeah. Yeah, I mean the ACC is 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 garbage. I mean that benefits Clemson every year when they go into the playoffs because they've had such a light schedule to go through. Um, as far as Clemson's backup QB, I mean he was the number one quarterback in the country coming out of high school. I mean Alabama, Nick Saban personally went numerous times to try to recruit that kid to be the future quarterback at Alabama. So that kid is he's the real deal now. He hadn't really taken hardly any snaps before that Boston College game, um, but 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 yeah, that that goes without saying that. I mean, yes, if Clemson if Clemson was in the SEC East, I would say that they would probably. I don't know. They might still be the best team in the SEC East, but if you put them in the West and you put them in a ten game schedule, then yeah, we're talking a totally different story with. With, even with Trevor Lawrence. Even how bad the West is this year? This is probably the most the West has been down in years, if you think about it. Yeah. LSU yeah. stinks. Auburn's good. A&M, Auburn, excuse me, Auburn's good. Oh, I just misspoke. Auburn is okay. Uh-huh. A&M's good. Arkansas is okay. I mean, and who thought that was ever coming? Woo pig, right? No, not me. Mississippi State, who stinks. I mean, they're not. The, the West is not good this year. For the first time in a long time, the East might be better. It's close, but South Carolina can put up a game. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at it as in the time that Trevor Lawrence has been there. You know, when you go back to the Uh, LSU of last year, you see what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily just this year, but, you know, if if Clemson would have been in the SEC West ever since he was a freshman, yeah, I I seriously – they may have made the playoffs one of those three years that they've gone. And he might have transferred to Kansas State. <laughs> <laughs> is Bill is Bill Snyder still there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's so old. He's probably dead. All right, we have hit news rankings and need to jump into last week's results. Wow, what what about a couple of those uh, unexpected? We'll start off with the first one was. Georgia at Kentucky. We all last week, including Eric, our special guest, um, picked that thing to be 45. Uh, Brad, you were just down at 35 to 10. No one expected the lack of offense, I guess, I guess you would say, or, or the, the strength of the defense. And we know Kentucky has had its ups and downs with defense, especially uh, in the interception game. They, they, Either league, either lead the country, or they're in a close second or third. Uh, haven't looked that up 
but they did pull off uh, two from Bennett, which we did expect. And depending on where that pick happened, was it to you know whether they'd be able to score off of it, they most certainly did not get to put six on the board <laughs> at all. Was not expecting just the fourteen points from Georgia. Brad, if you have those uh, stats on that, if you'll go ahead. Yeah, you call what you call this kind of game from last week. You call it a snooze fest, guys. That's what you call that. It kind of shows that Stetson, ben, Stetson Bennett. Um, do, I guess maybe does he, do, does the Georgia fan base lose trust in him? I think so. One hundred thirty-one yards, nine for thirteen, only thirteen attempts. I mean, I guess they're trying to run it all over Kentucky. I, I mean, they knew what that secondary could do. Um, I also think it shows just how bad Mr. Gatewood is at quarterback. Uh, 15 for 25 at 91 yards. Not a good day. Um, I would have to give an honorable mention to um, Mr. Kavazi Smoke for the University of Kentucky just because you have a really good name, dude. Other than that, you didn't do much. Um, But, yeah, it was just a a real snooze fest of a game. Um, I think Georgia is maybe a little worried – with their quarter and their quarterback position going later and into the season. Um, especially with the game coming up against Florida this week. Um, but yeah, all around bad ball game. Our second game, LSU at Auburn. Of course, we all pick LSU. (laughs) (laughs) At least we gained the point on the first game. The second game. Wow. I mean, we all had a 28, uh, roundabout to uh, 14 to 17, somewhere in that range. Did not expect the 48 to 11. Bo Nix having his best game yet. I know you don't want to hear that, Mr. Brad, but he did. I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. What about the speed? I I will never get over the speed of Mr. Schwartz. Track, Track star come football watching him tear away from some of the other fastest legs in the country is absolutely amazing. And it's great to hear the announcers when he gets one and he's out by himself. They say, well, there's Schwartz. You're not going to catch him. And then he just yanks away and yanks away. He, uh, his speed alone will make him a solid draft pick for somebody. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was really shocked by this. Uh, Brad, you kind of – you hinted at this, you know, three games ago that LSU might be the worst team in the West or the second worst team in the West. Uh, I mean, to me, there's no doubt about that um, because they, they're just not good. And Auburn, yeah, give credit to Bo Nix. He, he did have a heck of a game. Um, but that's just the way Auburn is, you know. One week they'll come out and they'll play like, um, you know, they can beat just about anybody. And then the next week they just look like garbage. So um, I I was surprised in the score. I really thought LSU was going to start to pull things together. Um, But obviously they didn't. They managed to pull together a two-point conversion in the end. Bo Nix with 300 yards in the air, another 81 yards on the ground, leading his team on both of those. Swartz with the receptions for 123 yards. Meanwhile, Johnson 
um, filling in over there for the other Tigers, LSU, 172 yards, just 21 yards from Emory Jr. That tells you how well the defensive line did of Auburn and 55 yards by Gilbert on the receiving as far as game leaders go. Did not expect it, and who knows? Auburn may be able to uh, show us a little something towards the end of the year. They may be a, you know, just figuring it out. They won a game without the rest for once. <laughs> Our next game, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Even, did we even go into this? Ole Miss at Vandy. Um, <laughs> we all, of course, we all picked Ole Miss. It. Um, I didn't expect the 21 points. We uh I, I said I said 9, we had a 10, we had a 14 from Brad. You were the closest on on Vandy's. Uh but Ole Miss throwing out there um 54 you had Corral with 412 yards. That's insane. 412 yards. Uh it reminds me of everyone whom played Missouri last year. I mean, it is Vanderbilt. Hey, Seals threw for 319 yards. I mean, it is Old Miss's defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on both points. Nice, 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 quick. <laughs> nice, quick quips you have there, Bradley. I mean, I'm just talking, I mean, just speaking truth here. Well, <laughs> Vanderbilt no, averaged eight points a game before this. So, I mean, come on now. They just up their average. Oh, and four in the SEC. They are starting to look like that whole uh, the team you get rid of that we talked about in the beginning of the season. They carry the ACC ACT scores, boys. The next one is the is definitely one that we want to spend a little bit of time talking about. Mississippi State at number uh, one asterisk Alabama. <laughs> We can't say number two. Have to call them number one. That was uh, a 31-point spread prediction. We all, I had 52. Uh, let's see. Hey, you had 45, Brad. So you were close. 45 to what? Did I say 17 or something? 17. We, we were all in that 10, 17 range. I, I mean, like you said, after halftime when they're putting in Bama's putting in third string, which did not happen. Their defense, um, you know, they had starters playing the entire game. They were they were making a name for for themselves. You know, Mississippi State has given them some fits in the past. Uh, but this year they said not gonna happen and uh the garbage time touchdown, as you say, didn't even happen. <laughs> no, mm-mm. It just kind of shows that uh, that Nick Saban has a little bit of a remorse for Jeremy Pruitt. You know what I mean? Throw the third string in, Jeremy. We like you, Mike Leach. Welcome to SEC. You're, you're, you don't. We don't know you yet. <laughs> Michael, Mike Leach. Welcome. You're one and four, and you just uh, after this game, you just lost your number one star. Oh, I, I tell you what, man. Um, that yeah, I mean, Mac Jones. He should. I mean. Even though I personally don't think he's the quarterback Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, he's definitely got to be at the top of the list at the Heisman candidates. Um, I just don't think there's any other way around that. Um, Brad, I might have to disagree with you a little bit, though. Uh, he might 
I mean, as of right now, I would say he's the best quarterback in the conference, but there's a, a guy down in Florida that's nipping at his heels. Um, guy that did something that no other SEC quarterback has ever done, and that's throw for 18 touchdowns in his first four games. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Mac Jones is just – I mean, that whole, that whole team is – that whole offense is just – incredible um i i I just don't i've talked with uh brandon with this i've hit this numerous times but there's there's legitimately only like maybe three maybe four teams that could beat alabama and that being clemson ohio state and i throw in florida and a very rare possibility of of uh, Texas A&M but with with Florida and Texas A&M they would have to play their best game of the season no doubt um uh and and Alabama not play their best game not play their worst game but not play their best and uh you know I'm just going with the kind of the feel of things and the the talent. And the only reason I said Florida is because I think Florida can match them point for point, um, just like they did against LSU last year. Uh, Arkansas and Texas A&M, guys. Brad, you and I picked Arkansas on that one. And we got our we, we got our Arkansas points really close. Uh, just wasn't... Wasn't expecting Texas A&M to come out and do that. Hey, they are four and one in an SEC and and now ranked eighth, putting up fourteen points a quarter there until the end. The um, Mond only two hundred and sixty yards in the air. Um, you know, not that great. Felipe Franks had put up two hundred and thirty nine, and their their big rusher, Mister Boyd, with a hundred yards on on the game. It, it's they just couldn't get it going early. No, I agree, but I think if you're an Arkansas fan, you still take this as a – I'm not saying a win, but you see that your team's growing and getting better, that you can stay in the game with a team that is ranked eighth in the nation now, um, especially with that talent pool that Texas A&M has on their team and the way they recruit, especially the state of Texas. Um, I think there – I mean, there's, there's a lot of bright things coming for – University of Arkansas, even though Felipe Franks, this is his last year, right, guys? I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, well, remember, he has the option of coming back next year. That oh, is correct, because this year, this year don't count. I forgot about that. That's right. Um, so, I mean, this, I, I still think you take this as a building block um, for Arkansas. And then on the A&M side, I mean, it's just, you know, a win's a win, right? I mean, Arkansas's not a bad team. You keep rolling. You didn't – by no means did you overlook them. Arkansas could do that to almost anybody in the SEC, I think. Um, so, I mean, you, you just take the positives. Obviously, go back to the film. Look what you can do better. Um, I mean, Mon did have three TDs, though, so that's pretty good. 263 TDs compared to Franks with 239, three TDs. I mean, it's both still pretty good numbers. Um, so, I, I just – I mean, I think you take it as a win on both sides. Um, Arkansas is growing faster than what most expected, and A&M is – actually holding water better than what most people have seen in the past. Arkansas just looks, you know, I mean, that looks like a, just an entirely different program, you know, Sam Pittman, you know, he, he's, when he got Frank's there, um, 
you know, things just started to turn around. And, you know, he's basically working with the same talent that he was inherited, with the exception of Franks. So that just shows you how much better of a coach he is. And, uh, you know, he, he's got Arkansas moving in the right direction. And more, most importantly, you can see the attitude at Arkansas has changed dramatically. Like they're going into games now where they they think they can win every game that they play. They've got the and swagger. Yeah, they've got the they've got some swagger back, and that's something that we haven't seen out of Arkansas since um, you know the Burt Bielema days. Throwing in the last game, Missouri at number ten, Florida. We all picked Florida to win on that one, except for Brad. He picked a he picked an upset on Missouri, and I and I understand why. Um, Florida was able to take care of business. We said that Dan Mullins was faking all of the COVID stuff. They were just running scrimmage after scrimmage after scrimmage, trying to get the defense better. You look at Larry Roundtree; they held him to thirty six yards. Connor Basilak throws for two hundred and eight, and then of course over there. Mr. Kyle Trask with another big game, 345 yards. He also was the leading rusher at 47 yards. And as usual, Mr. Pitts, Kyle to Kyle, 81 yards and uh, receptions. 41-17, a very, very convincing win over to Florida um, that helped them. Actually, what are they? What did we say? They were eighth now? They jumped up the rankings yeah, too at that they're time? Tenth. They're tenth. No, they're eighth now. They were tenth. They are eighth uh, now. Oh, I'm sorry. Looking at last week's. Yeah, that so so was I. So it's at the time they were ten. Now moved up to eighth and earned every bit of it. Welcome to defense, Florida Gators. Yeah, man, that was it, that was a totally different team. Uh, that's not even counting that Florida was working with a depleted secondary. They were starting, they were, um, they had two players playing in their secondary that were freshmen and had one of them had not even seen a snap, I believe, in a college game since he's been there and he held his own. Now, apparently the word out of Florida is, is that they radically simplified the defense there. Um, Todd Grantham, he kept it simple and you know they just look like a completely different team if they would have played half that well against texas a&m they win that game um and you know florida's offense looked looked great i mean Kadarius tony i mean he don't get me wrong he's he's no percy harvin but he's the closest thing that i've seen to percy harvin at florida in a long time i mean that guy is just like he's like bo jackson on tecmo ball you know the kid just can't be tackled <laughs> it's just insane bo jackson <laughs> but but yeah i mean it 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 was a really great showing for the gators uh you know with the exception of the halftime festivities that uh, took place, it uh, it was definitely a, a, a big time showing for the Gators. 
I just want to remind you all that Mr. Roundtree probably just got his free subscription to the AARP in the mail this week. There's going to be a Larry the Roundtree the fourth playing there by the time he leaves. <laughs> Roundtree, Roundtree the fourth is a freshman playing with his father, Roundtree the third. <laughs> Moving on to week 10 of the college football season. Starting off with the uh, 3.30 game, this one's going to be played at a neutral venue, is number eight, Florida at, uh, I said at number five, Georgia. Georgia is the home team, but they're going to be playing at a neutral venue. This game is our CBS game of the week. Oh, this gets me all tingly inside. It's all tingly. Uh, guys, just to let you know, Georgia is favored by three and a half. You know, if 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 Florida can remain a offensive powerhouse and Trask throws no interceptions and their defense, now granted, last week they looked better, but it's against Missouri. Now they've got to go up against Georgia. I'm going to go Florida on it, and I'm going to go 31-28. You want me to go, Luke, since this is your game, you can go last, you know, you know, have yeah, the cap on it. That'll work. So uh, I, I, I really don't know which to go with this. Um, so, that, I mean, Florida is averaging 42 points a game to Georgia's 29, but Georgia's only allowing 16. Um, but what what I think the weakness in the Florida defense is their secondary, which could help them in this situation. Stetson instead of Stetson Bennett, I cannot say that guy's name. He he's put up some yards, but he's also through he's through five interceptions this year too. Um, man, I I mean I I hate both of these teams. Um, I'm going to pick the team that I hate least of the other. I think Georgia's going to win. I think they're going to win. 28-27 and a barn burner at the world's largest cocktail party. Outdoor cocktail. World's largest outdoor cocktail party. Excuse me. That's it. That's that's the name. That will forever be the name. You know, Ricky game, has sent in his pick on that, Luke, uh, for for Florida to uh, take take that home as well. You know, I hate Georgia. I mean, I really, really hate them. And they have ruined so many seasons for us. Um, And, you know, ever since Kirby Smart's been there, he has really had Florida's number. Um, I'm, I'm so hesitant to take Florida in this game because every time I take them in a big game, they let me down. So um, it's just going to be so – it's going to be a phenomenal game. You're going to have arguably the – you're going to have one of the two best offenses in the country going against the best defense in the country. Um, So that's a matchup that everybody's going to love to see how that game's going to go. Now, I will say for Georgia, Richard LeCount, 
I don't know if you guys heard, but he was in a motorcycle accident after the Kentucky game, and LeCount is one of their best players um, in that secondary. Um, the guy's a, a all-conference, and he might actually be an All-American. I mean, the guy is is a phenomenal talent. So Georgia is really going to be hurting not having him in the game, but Georgia's defense surrounding him is good enough that they can still win that game. And so I'm going to go – Georgia, 27, Florida, 24, and I'm going to be sick the entire game. Luke, I don't know if you just know this, but you have embodied as a University of Tennessee football fan. You try every way possible to think, (laughs) maybe if I pick against Tennessee, they'll win. But so welcome, welcome to the club. Welcome to hey. become an honorary University of Tennessee football fan. Hey, sit your expectations low, man, and then that way, if they pull it out, you know, I'll just be that much more ecstatic about it. Yeah, see, that's the difference between you and us. The Tennessee fans set their expectations low, and it still get any even lower. <laughs> Speaking of setting expectations low, our other three thirty <laughs> game. Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Oh, Lord. Um, Ricky picks Mississippi State on this. You know, someone, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, someone, they're searching for an offensive image, and someone's got to do it this week. I'm going to say neither one of them do it very well, and I'm going to pick Vandy. 10 to 7 guys if we could just run through this one with a little bit of speed there's not much to talk about for either side you stole my firebird i was going to pick vandy too but i got him winning 21 7 vanderbilt i'm gonna i'm gonna make a ridiculous prediction in this game i'm taking vanderbilt three to two just when i think you couldn't possibly be any dumber you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> That's a funny pick. I like it. <laughs> you know, the next one is, I, I tell you, other conferences are going to have the highest TV rankings this week. The 7 o'clock game between number seven, Texas A&M, at South Carolina. You got to go Texas A&M on that, and you got to go pretty good. Uh, I'd say 35-21 for me. Hold hold on, boys. Uh, Hold on, boys. Hold on. Let me get you a couple stats here. How many points? They are favored by 10. That's fine, but I'm just looking at the up to this, up to date. How many points do you think Texas A&M is averaging? Don't you Google it. <laughs> that Texas A&M is averaging? Tw- yep. 28. Okay, what about South Carolina? The same. I mean, you're pretty close. A&M is averaging 30. South Carolina is averaging 29. A&M is, also, allow- A&M is also allowing 29 game points per average to South Carolina's 30. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be real close. And I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to pick the Gamecocks. Wow. Gamecocks 
are going to win 28 to 24. Ooh, hey, uh, on that Bandy game, by the way, uh, Mississippi State is favored by 19. Mississippi State stinks. <laughs> wow. So Ricky may Ricky may have us on that one. Hey, you gotta take you gotta take some bold moves in this game. We're just here having fun, right? We don't know our elbow from our butt. And, and right. Brad Ricky is with you on the South Carolina pick as well. Oh, boy. I'm going in a different direction. I think uh I think <laughs> I think Texas A and M, I think they continue to get better as the season goes along. Um I I think they're they're gonna be I think they're gonna beat South Carolina. I'm I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I think it is gonna be um I I'm gonna say a I'm gonna say a thirty Let's see. I'm gonna say mm, that's a tough one. I think I think A and M is definitely gonna break the thirties. I'm gonna go thirty-eight twenty-four. SEC network moving straight out of one game into the three thirty game into the seven thirty game with Tennessee at Arkansas. No need to use the alternate network here. We only have uh, yeah. four teams uh-huh. playing. And I, was, I'm about to, I'm, I was about to say when I <laughs> When I first saw it, I'm going, what a snooze fest. But you know what? It may actually be a very convincing game. Tennessee's strength is is its is its rushing attack. And hopefully they they do well against the rush. And then offensive side of the ball, they they can get some stuff together and, and get Eric Gray some of those explosive moves that he is capable of. Also with Ty Chandler, both of those guys are neck and neck. They both offer a different style uh, of running. Both of them very fast. Both of them very strong. Um, I, of course, I'm going to go Tennessee on this one, but I, I think it's ugly. I mean, like a like a punt bouncing off someone. Oh, wait a minute, we already had that happen. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say. 21 17 Tennessee. Come on, Brad. Oh, sorry. Actually, no, you got to go last. I'm sorry. Luke has to go. Oh, okay. Well, I I'm I hate to I hate to go against Tennessee, but you know, Garantano just he's not doing it for me. Um I mean the kid I just hate to see it for him because he seems like a nice kid and all, but I'm actually taking Arkansas in this game. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's actually going to be a good game. Uh, you know, it it, it is probably going to be sloppy. There's probably going to be some turnovers. There's going to be some times where it gets a little boring. But Is it too uh, late for me to know, change my Florida vote on the first one? <laughs> yep, yep. You already ta- yeah, you've already taken your hand off. It. Like you're playing, it's like you're playing checkers. You move the checker, and you when you take your hand off of it, it counts. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go twenty one twenty Arkansas. God dog you. Okay, so my mind is starting to think like Luke is when it comes to the Georgia Florida game, right? Maybe if I pick Arkansas, Tennessee will win, but then. <laughs> You all are two 
quick to forget that at one time this year, Tennessee led the nation in consecutive wins. And this is always the time of the year that we've already pooped a bed because we can't cuss on this podcast for the kid listeners out there in radio land. <laughs> that this, this, this is the is, turnaround time. You're this, correct. This is, a time, this is the time of the year that the University of Tennessee says, hell with it, ain't nothing else to lose, right? I mean, we might we might get to play in the in the daggum the the fix a dent bowl in El Paso, Texas, you know. I mean a, a no name bowl. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, you never know. Tennessee could go out there and hang up seven or they could go out there and hang up forty two. I don't know what I'm gonna get. Um with that being said, I'm gonna have to pick Arkansas. Um <laughs> I just trust Felipe Franks more than I do Jared Garantano. I mean, Felipe Franks has 11 touchdowns this year to Garantano's uh, six. So, yeah, I agree with you, Brad, um, 100%. I mean, like like Luke said, Garantano's probably a pretty nice guy, but my mom always told me nice guys finished last. So Hey, maybe Bailey uh, looked f- fantastic in their off week, their bye week there, and they got a new start. Well, I mean, I, I think Tennessee's at the, also at that point of the season that it's time to move on. Garantano, please take a – I mean, take one for the team and don't come back next year. Um, but, like I said, I don't know what I'm going to get with Garantano. I feel pretty confident with Felipe Franks, and I think Arkansas's defense is getting better. I'm going to have uh, – got to watch out for the picks. you got to watch out for the picks, something that so Tennessee Garantano, has been normally – yeah, Garantano is mm-hmm. normally the, the his opponent's best quarterback. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to pick Arkansas. It's going to be 35-14 Razorbacks. God, dog. Good news, listener. We get special guest Ricky back in. Rick, we're going to start from the top. We already know who you you have your picks on here except for this last one let's uh and let's get some scores from you uh first game was florida at georgia on neutral site you had picked florida what kind of score do you think man you know i I, i'm not buying into the georgia hype this year with the everybody's talking about their defense but what offense have they played alabama they got blown out by uh, alabama and you know what, man? I, I think this Florida defense is just too hard to handle for Georgia. I, I'm going to take uh, Florida 38, Georgia 17. Woo! I like the pick. <laughs> Moving on to the second game, the <laughs> Vanderbilt at Mississippi State. Of course, you got Mississippi State on that. We all three went for the underdog and Vandy. Um what do you have on the score on Mississippi State? The spread on that is 19. Man, I think that's a terrible spread. Um, this air raid is just not working in the, the SEC, but it's Vanderbilt we're talking about. And I picked the upset last week, uh, Vanderbilt over Ole Miss, and they let me down. So I, I got to pick Mississippi State this week. Um, I'm going to say 17-13. Third game with Texas A&M and South Carolina Gamecocks. The favor is Texas A&M by 10, and you are going with South Carolina. Give me those scores. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling cocky this week. 
Um, you know, October's over, but uh, Will Muschamp is not a bad coach. He gets a lot of flack because his teams don't really have an offense, but, you know, they, they lost the LSU game. Um, they, they had a week off, didn't they? Yeah, they, they had the bye week. They did, yes. Texas A&M did not have a bye week, so they're, they're going game to game. I think that Will Muschamp really had a, a lot of time to go over the film, find out what, what they were doing wrong, and this Texas A&M defense isn't that great. I know, I know I'm a Florida homer, and Florida lost to them, but I think South Carolina can get the job done. Um, I'm going to say 27 to 24. My man, I also picked Carolina as letting you know. <laughs> he did at a 28-24, so y'all are right there together. Final game, Tennessee at Arkansas. You picked Tennessee. What kind of score and why pick Tennessee? Man, you know, um, over the years, I, you know, I'm a Florida fan. Um, and Felipe Franks, he's just gotten lucky way too many damn times against Tennessee. <laughs> I think his luck is running out. You know, um, Arkansas has got a good defense, but their offense – it, look, it looks a lot like a, a Will Muschamp team, if I'm being honest. But Tennessee's mm-hmm. defense, they're pretty damn good. And their offense, you, you know, you got to look at that offensive line. It's really good. Um, what, what do they call them? The, the Valley what? It's like a Valley Warriors or something. That's what I heard. Anyways, um, I, I don't think Garantano's going to even start this game. I, I think Bailey's going to be start, the starter for this game. And I think I really hope so. I, I think, agree with I agree with you too. I think uh Harrison Bailey's gonna throw three touchdowns, no interceptions, in a twenty eight to seven game. All right. Another it was week before last that we only had four games, so it's it's really weird just going through four games, but it does give us a little bit more time to talk about the what's going ons and spend a little bit more time on the previous week's um, <laughs> problems or craziness that has happened. A um, couple little updates for SEC Fan Talk. Mr. Uh, Brad Rush is going to be in charge of getting you guys out there, the listeners, some swag to go online and purchase and not just stuff that's got our name on it. Some fantastic slogans for your team or the team you hate. And I think my first purchase will be a gift to Brad with his hashtag bum Nick shirt that he's designing <laughs> right now. I mean, I, like I said, I've got some stuff in the works. I got some stuff cooking in the oven. It's, it might be a couple days a week, maybe, maybe a little longer. But in the leader in the clubhouse right now is the one that's going to be dropping for LSU soon, cashing checks and playing Nick, baby. You, you get me if you get down there in the bayou. <laughs> of course, as the designs come out, we'll post them on social media at SEC Fan Talk in Instagram and Twitter, along with Facebook. And they will be up on the SECFanTalk.com website as well. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to give us a like, a follow, and like Ricky, uh, get involved. Hey, we love bringing on fans that love the SEC as much as we do. Go to secfantalk.com, sign up, or just 
PM, DM, whatever the heck they want to call it, uh, off of your choice of social media platform, and uh, schedule to to get on a week's show with us. Guys, week 10 coming up. We've got uh, really two more, month, month and a half really, left of, of football, of regular season. Who knows what the postseason is going to bring, bowl season, and of course, college football playoffs way too soon with way too many uh, factors to even try to make a prediction on that now. SEC fans just say a little prayer tonight that um, that the Notre Dame doesn't make it to the Final Four. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Ricky, we want to thank you for joining in. I was so sorry that you had a uh, little storm down there in Florida that, that blew out some of the tech. We do uh, – we will have you back uh, – love your enthusiasm and your knowledge of the sport and uh you know jumping right in there so we'll definitely get you back and and um on a on a upcoming show very soon you know what brandon i i appreciated the opportunity to be a part of it and i will take that opportunity any day i get hopefully with better equipment that's right it is uh with ever-changing technology uh they require just a little bit more for the uh, web apps to function properly uh, not much more as at this point, but just a little bit more. Fans, thank you so much for tuning in to week, uh, what is this, week 10. Coming up on week 10 in college football, that would put uh, week 7 of SEC football, the conference that matters uh, the most. We thank you again. Look forward to seeing you next week. Go Vols. Go Gators. Go Gators. And Brad? It just means more. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> what does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.